It's a mailbag Friday on the show. We've got some love for the new NL MVP, Paul Goldschmidt. Questions about what is too much to give up in a trade for a catcher? Will they target a shortstop? And who are some of the top potential non-tender candidates that could be of interest to the team? On today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals. Your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Happer, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So we dropped yesterday's episode very, very late last night. In fact, it was after midnight on the East Coast. I had to work, and then we had the Packers and Titans game on. And so apologies to uh, everybody for getting it out so late. But if you haven't seen that episode yet, uh, make sure you check it out. I'll have the link in the description on YouTube down below. But I talk in depth about the amazing season that Paul Goldschmidt had and why he was very much deserving of the National League MVP award over his brother from another mother, Nolan Arenado, and, of course, the Padres' Manny Machado. Now, he's been close before. In case you're unfamiliar with Paul Goldschmidt's history, he's twice a runner-up in 2013. He lost to the Pirates' Andrew McCutcheon. And oddly enough, you know who finished third and fourth that year? So it went uh, McCutcheon and then Goldschmidt, Yadier Molina, and Matt Carpenter of the St. Louis Cardinals in 2013. Uh, He finished in second place uh, again in 2015, ended up losing to Bryce Harper, who was with the Nationals then. And he's been a top six finisher five times in those two years, plus 2017, 2018, and 2021 with the Cardinals. But uh, finally won the darn thing last night. And one of the things that I thought was really cool uh, about the presentation and how they announced it last night was that MLB Network had Albert Pujols announce the winner. And I actually made the joke on Twitter that I was like, how awkward is this going to be if, uh, you know, because there were rumors that maybe the votes between Goldschmidt and Arenado would get split. And that would allow a path for Machado to move up and take the MVP award. And I was like, how awkward would that be if he was like, and the winner, but you have to do it in your Albert voice where it's all, you know, choppy. But the winner was Manny Machado of the Padres. What am I doing here? (laughs) You know, that would have been funny, but uh, it didn't happen. Ended up being Paul Goldschmidt, and uh, it was great. You know, it was cool to see Albert do the announcement. Goldie showing his appreciation to Albert. Albert sending it right back to him of how much fun they had together in this past season. But alas, Goldie's name was called, and plenty of you also dropped some nice things to say about Paul Goldschmidt. So here are some of the responses from people showing their appreciation for number 46. Uh, Eric Letford said, I'm so happy for Paul Goldschmidt. A well-deserved honor. He finally got the MVP. Congratulations, Goldie. Daryl Dixon says, Goldie deserves it. He had a hell of a season, and I'm really hoping he plays the same next season. What a stud. Uh, Demshoff or Demshoff says, it was the new bat for Goldie. And uh, in reference to the new hockey puck 
handle bat, which they asked him about on MLB Network last night. It was it was a major topic of discussion throughout the season, considering the success that Goldie and Arenado had with the with the new lumber that they chose in spring training. So here's kind of a backstory on that whole situation with the new bats. And this is courtesy of the athletics, Ken Rosenthal. He did a little piece on this earlier in the season. Uh, he wrote in early December, Goldschmidt, Matt Carpenter and Arenado visited the baseball performance lab in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The lab offers on-site bat fitting, measuring a player's body movements to help determine the model that fits him best and also detects flaws in his swing. Carpenter made the visit part of a uh, cross-country quest to revive his career, which he is doing with the Yankees. Arenado and Goldschmidt sought to take their games to higher levels. Goldschmidt wound up abandoning the bat that he had used his entire major league career, a 34-inch, 32-ounce model in favor of a slightly longer and heavier custom Marucci bat featuring an oversized knob nicknamed the hockey puck. And the puck uh, is the purpose why that's at the bottom there. It adds weight but makes you swing faster at the same time. Uh, this new bat that Goldie picked up, it's an inch longer than his previous bat and about an ounce heavier, but that ounce is housed beneath the lower hand on bats crafted specifically to suit his swing. Goldie described it like you would getting fitted for golf clubs. If you've ever done that before, I have not. I haven't had that privilege to uh, <laughs> go get fitted golf clubs for myself. I'm not good enough to need that. Uh, I just use the hand-me-downs for my father, but... Um, that's what he compared it to when he went to that uh, to the the lab in Louisiana. And it was, he's like, yeah, it's like kind of like getting fitted for golf clubs. You know, they cater to your specific swing, and why not do it with bats? And the results were outstanding for all three men last year. Uh, Rich MLE says, good for Goldie. Oh, and no doubt that we have the best first third combination in all of Major League Baseball. Just my opinion. Hard to disagree with you, Rich. To be honest, in my eyes, there isn't a better corner combo in the league either. I mean, Atlanta's got a nice one with Austin Riley and Matt Olson. The Blue Jays have Matt Chapman and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but they don't hold a candle to what Goldie and Aronado do, not only offensively, but defensively. Most teams have either one or the other. They got a great third baseman and then a kind of meh first baseman or the vice versa. And the Cardinals, they're blessed with both. And, um, it's a lot of fun watching him. You know, it's really good. I uh, appreciate all you guys dropping the comments in the in the section below. Uh, the Cardinals got a lot going on right now. Okay. Although like nothing's really happened yet, but there's a lot going on still. I'm going to explain it to you because we're going to jump into the mailbag and answer some of your questions next on Locked on Cardinals. BetOnline.net. Got to be your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. If it's not, come on, man. Do yourself a favor. Do the smart thing. Go to betonline.net. Bookmark that sucker. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. If you like podcasts, they've got those available. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. If you think you know your sports, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? You should do that. You know, last night I had all the faith in the world that my Packers were going to look good. Going up against the Cowboys the previous week, they win. They do it in an uh, awesome fashion. Titans come into town. They got to travel on a short week, go play in cold-ass Lambeau Field, and they lay an egg, and they were three-point favorites. So you would have made some money against my Packers last night uh, if uh, you had bet on the Titans. So it's just, you know, it, it just takes sports to another level. Okay, so if there are games, like say you had no interest in last night's game whatsoever, you didn't care. But if you had like 20 bucks on it, you might have cared a little bit more and enjoyed watching the game some more. So head to the website today. Use that mobile device if you need to to learn more. Bet online 
where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, so we're going to dive into some questions, okay? So each week, we've got a bunch of comments and questions on YouTube. I get them sent to me on Twitter, and if you want to do that, you can. Uh, at JD Sports Radio, at LO underscore Cardinals on uh, Twitter as well. As as long as Twitter is around, there's a rumor that it may not be around soon. I don't know. Uh, but so far, so good. But uh, get your questions to me, uh, whichever way you can do it, and uh, maybe we'll answer them on the show. Uh, this one, much as let's just get into this. Much has been made about the catching position, okay? Catching, shortstop. Everybody wants to know about those two positions for the Cardinals, what they could do with their free agent money to improve this team at those positions. I get this question more than anything, and I get it a couple of times a day at least. And um, this week, we looked at a couple of different scenarios. All right. If you haven't watched all the videos from this week or heard the podcast from this week, I invite you to go ahead and go do that because we go into those situations a lot more in depth. But um What's the best fit? Why is that person the best fit? And what I'm gathering, okay, I can only go by what I read from the the insiders and what you guys tell me. And, you know, I, I, I gather information as best as I can. And I think a lot of fans, at least that I've noticed, have started to settle in on a trade with the Oakland A's for Sean Murphy as what they think is the best possible move at catcher. Comments, tweets, people seem to be on board about this. The, uh, the question is, what do you give up to get them? That's where people have uh, discrepancies. Now, there are some who don't like the defensive side of Wilson Contreras, which is the other top option in a lot of people's eyes as well, despite how good he is offensively. They, they think the defensive side of him detracts too much from how good he is offensively to make it the best fit. Now, the latest report from the New York Post, John Heyman, who I trust as a source, has the Cardinals certainly in the thick of the Contreras discussion still. Here's what he wrote on Thursday. The Cardinals are pursuing free agent catcher Wilson Contreras and look like a potential landing spot for the former Cub. While the Astros and others are linked to Contreras, St. Louis is among teams at the forefront of talks. This would be a double blow to the Cubs, as St. Louis is their biggest rival. Oddly enough, the Cubs never made Contreras a multi-year offer covering free agent years. The Astros are interesting, as former GM James Click had a deal for Contreras in place that was nixed by their owner, Jim Crane. So with Crane running things for now, remember, Click's not there anymore, having lost, uh, that would make uh, them an unusual fit, is what is what they're saying. If he didn't approve it before, why all of a sudden would he change his tune after winning a World Series without him and then say, yeah, well, we should bring in Contreras. Uh, the Cardinals are a more logical fit, according to Heyman, after losing Yadier Molina to retirement. Other catching possibilities still include free agents Christian Vasquez, who was with Houston, and Mike Zanino, who was with Tampa Bay but was hurt a lot this year, and trade candidates Danny Jansen from the Blue Jays and Sean Murphy of the Oakland Days. Now, I was very pro-Wilson Contreras early on. I still am. I'm not anti-Contreras. But if someone like Detroit, who just seems like that type of team that would just go, you know what, let's offer him five years of $25 million. I think that's too much. I just think it's too much for a 31-year-old catcher. I just, I, I don't like it. I think that's too much money. I would like to stay below 20 million if you've got to do it. But the market's the market, and there aren't a lot of catching options out there in free agency. And if someone 
wants to throw the whole bag at Contreras, he's probably going to accept that, I would think. And I'd rather spend that money on a shortstop or an ace starter than at catcher because you can trade for a catcher still. And you end up sacrificing prospects, which I hate doing, but sometimes you, it's a necessity. That's why you build up a good farm system, not so that they all just come into your starting lineup at the same time. Like that doesn't happen very often, but you use them as trade pieces to go get guys that you need. So prospects like Nolan Gorman, Gordon Graceffo, Tink Hens, And I've even said I'd go as high as trading Mason Wynn. If, if, okay, slow down. Don't get mad at me yet. If you're going to go after one of those big time free agent shortstops. Okay. If you're not, then you don't trade Mason Wynn. You stick with Tommy Edmond, you hang on to win, and then he comes up through your system, maybe gets pulled up next year or the following year. You know, that's a possibility. But if you're not going to chase one of the free agent shortstops, there's no point. Uh, I caught a lot of grief for saying I'd trade win, but let me just take the names away from you and give you just straight stats, and let's compare them. Player one, 283 average, 12 home runs, 63 RBIs, and 43 stolen bases. Player two, 265 average, 13 home runs, 57 RBIs, 32 stolen bases. Not much of a difference there, is there? Not much. A little bit. Batting average is the big one, obviously. 11 more stolen bases is kind of a, you know, that's a, that's a decent amount, especially in today's game. But player one is Mason Wynn, and he had those numbers at A and AA ball this year. Player two is already your shortstop in Tommy Edmond. These guys are, are, are close in just about every category you could think of except for arm strength. And the thing is, Tommy's doing it at the major league level and he's going to be 28 next season. All right. He's in his prime. Like these are going to be his best years. Probably when still has to do his thing at triple a and then come to the majors and do it there. And sometimes players have a, a bigger learning curve than others. When it, you know, there, there are some guys who get pulled up to the majors and just go off. Okay. You saw it happen for the Atlanta Braves this year with a couple of their guys. Right. But that doesn't always happen. That's the, that's the anomaly that that's what's going to occur. Usually it's like Nolan Gorman style where they have a little bit of success, but then they struggle a little bit as pitchers figure them out at the plate. And it's harder to adjust for these younger players when they're at the major league level. So if I can move a potential player like a Mason Wynn to get an already number one catcher, an established number one major league catcher who's great offensively and defensively and Sean Murphy, and is only going to make between 3 and $5 million compared to what Contreras is going to get, then why wouldn't I pull the trigger? I mean, this is a win-now team, okay? This is not one of those that's like, well, we got a few years to work with things. No, this is a win-now team. Goldie's only got one year left on his contract. They can extend him, but how long is he going to keep hitting at this level? We don't know. Or playing defense at this level. Arenado, I trust, but eventually... There's going to be some regression somewhere. It just happens with age. It's not his fault. This is a win-now move to do something like that and trade Mason win. Now, speaking of shortstops, I've been asked plenty about whether or not the Cardinals will be in on the uh, big free agent shortstops this offseason, and I want them to. You know I want them to if you listen to this show. My heart wants them to. These type of superstar caliber shortstops aren't readily available very often. And I think it would be a huge power move to land one of them and then trade for Sean Murphy. That'd be monstrous, right? Sully from Locked on MLB. We had him on the uh, podcast this week. He likes Carlos Correa for the Redbirds. 
You know who else is rumored to be in the market for Carlos Correa? Chicago Cubs. The Chicago Cubs all of a sudden ready to spend some money, and they may throw the bag at Correa. Now, from what I've read, some teams are hesitant to go after Correa because of what happened with the Astros scandal in 2017. In my eyes, that was five years ago. Um, are we not over this yet? I mean, he was 22 years old at the time. I mean, we've all done some dumb things in our early 20s, and Correa was a part of a team that did it. It's not like he was the guy saying, hey, everybody do this. I figured out how to beat the system. That, I don't think that's what ended up becoming uh, what happened there in, in Houston. You know, he was a kid, really, at 22. Um, I wouldn't let that hold me back from signing him. Personally, I like Trey Turner better. I, I just love everything about his game. I love his makeup, and I think he'd be perfect. Um, I think he's the best fit for this team, but a lot of people have him going to Philadelphia or perhaps returning to the Dodgers. I also read that Correa is very much still in contact with his Twins teammates, which might be a sign that he'll stay in Minnesota for the right deal. So it might be a moot point to even consider these guys if none of them even want to come to St. Louis. Like, we don't know that. We don't know if Dansby Swanson would want to play here or Xander Bogarts or, you know, Turner or Correa. We don't know. We Again, we had Giancarlo Stanton shoot us down, which where everybody was like, what? You don't want to come to St. Louis? We're not used to that. We're used to players wanting to be in that Cardinal uniform and play in front of our fans, but sometimes they don't. So to answer your question, my heart says yes, but my gut, my mind says that they will not be in on the big free agent shortstops, unfortunately. But I've been wrong before. Uh, we're going to talk non-center candidates next. Are any players outside of the Cardinals' own arbitration-eligible players a possibility for the team, including a former NL MVP? We'll be discussing that next on Locked on Cardinals. If you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked on Cardinals listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. That's half off to you and me. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. With the holiday season upon us, property crimes, burglaries, package thefts, they all go up. And you need to take care of not only your home, but the people inside your home. They're called your family. And whether you like them or not, you should probably try to keep them safe. They deserve it, right? So uh, Simply Safe is the way to go. They've been named the best home security system in 2022 by U.S. News and World Report three years in a row now. Got the three peak going on. Simply Safe is whole home security, advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. They got the HD security cameras for inside and out. Smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real. Uh, what about hazards like fires and floods? They can help you there too with hazard sensors. 24 7 professional monitoring service. You would think costs an arm and a leg, but it's not. It's less than a dollar a day. And that's less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. And with the top-rated Simply Safe app, you can stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm, disarm, unlock for a guest if you're not home yet. Access your cameras to watch your animals, your kids, and make sure they're not throwing a party when you're away. Or adjust system settings. Whatever you want to use it for, you can do that. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system we recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. At the time of this recording, the Cardinals have 10 arbitration eligible players still in talks with the team. They include Henesis Cabrera, Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Hicks, Jack Flaherty, Ryan Helsley, Dakota Hudson, Alex Reyes, Tyler O'Neill, Tommy Edmond, and Andrew Kisner. 
A lot of big names from the Cardinals expecting some raises here in the very near future. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos and Chris Stratton, damn glad to meet you, have already signed. And uh, tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, is the deadline to present the contracts. I would assume all of them will get one except maybe Alex Reyes, who just can't seem to stay healthy. Maybe they can figure something out. But uh, from what I read, he's supposed to be making around like $2.3 million. And I mean, that's what Murphy's going to, Sean Murphy's going to make almost that. <laughs> like, and Reyes doesn't even play. We don't even know if he can throw a ball yet. So I know it stings to let go of a guy who had that much talent and uh, was the number one rated pitcher for a while. But as Shinedown says, time to cut the cord, I think. Um, but other teams have some decisions to make as well. And MLB.com's Mark Feinsand listed some names that could be non-tendered. Uh, at catcher, he listed the Padres' Jorge Alfaro, who hit 18 home runs in 2019. But I think the Cardinals kind of have their eyes set on bigger fish than him. So I'm not too concerned with him, but he'll, he might be out there. Outfielder first baseman Dominic Smith from the Mets. An interesting one here because Smith has been unable to carry the momentum from his breakout 2020 season. That was the COVID year. In that year, in 50 games, he had 10 home runs, 42 RBIs, had a 9.93 OPS, which was solid, left-handed stick, and he just hasn't been as good since. Like, hasn't even been close. Uh, he's projected to earn $4.1 million in his third of four arbitration-eligible years, and without a clear spot for him in the lineup, he seems to be a good bet to be non-tendered, which appears to be what the Mets are doing. I saw some stuff on Twitter earlier that uh, that looks like the way they're going to go. Uh, left-handed bat, both outfield and first base. That's something the Cardinals are looking for, right? Cheaper than Dickerson was. Dickerson made $5 million this year. He's still just 27 years old, but clearly the regression is uh, certainly a concern. Uh, former Cardinal Luke Voigt on his list here, as well as Alex Reyes. But the biggest name on the list that he has is former National League Most Valuable Player Cody Bellinger from the Dodgers, whose career just has not been the same since he injured that shoulder in the 2020 COVID World Series. If you remember, he went up to do a high five after hitting a home run in the series and ended up hurting his shoulder when he did it. Ridiculous, right? I remember watching it, and then he was like, ah, like, and since then, he's just been a different hitter. 2017 National League Rookie of the Year winner, 2019 NL MVP, has struggled badly over the past two years, posting a 6-11 OPS only 29 home runs in 239 games. What has happened to Cody Bellinger? Signed a $17 million deal last offseason to avoid arbitration, but with a projected salary of more than $18 million and a pair of sub-bar seasons, uh, the Dodgers could decide to spend the money elsewhere rather than on the hope that Bellinger will rediscover his old form. Now, I am not saying that the Cardinals should go out and sign Cody Bellinger for $18 million a year. I'm not saying that. But man, is it tempting to kind of at least kick the tires on the guy, right? If he becomes available. Could Turner Ward and the boys work some magic with him, help him find whatever's wrong with his swing and fix it? Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, can they help him like they helped Matt Carpenter this year? Maybe. Maybe he needs a hockey puck bat. I don't know what bat he's using, but maybe he ought to switch bats. Maybe it's just a change of scenery that he needs that would help him because in that Dodgers lineup, if you're not producing, they kept moving him down and he ended up like batting ninth. And as a guy who played baseball and then we've all played rec softball at some point, when you are put down lower in the order, don't you kind of feel crappy, you know, and you kind of hit like where you are in the order. So moving Bellinger down might've been a smack to his ego and maybe that had an effect on him. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there, but 
it's something to think about if Cody Bellinger becomes available. Don't know if it's going to happen, but the deadline again tonight, 8 o'clock. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Keep those likes going, man. I'm noticing you guys punching it even more. I appreciate it. And as you can see, a lot of our videos are starting to skyrocket and take off, and all these Cardinal fans are coming in. They're coming, opening the door, and they're like, whoa, what is this place? Locked on Cardinals? I love it. So keep them coming in. The, the bandwagon is wide open for all the Cardinals fans to jump on here at Locked on Cardinals. Uh, follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans of baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. Locked on Cardinals.